Welcome to the Daniel Muggleton podcast. I'm Daniel Muggleton. I'm the guy. Uh, this is episode one. Uh, we're gonna we're gonna crack on with a little bit of a chat with my friend Dane Simpson. Uh, that's coming up. We're talking small towns because I've just been on tour, and when you are on tour, you by necessity, not by choice, <laughs> have to visit towns that are smaller than your own. Uh, because the people live there, uh, sorry, the people who live there rather refuse to come to you. Very rude. Uh, they want to stay where they are and you have to go to them. That is the life of a comedian. Uh, the tour continues, by the way. Uh, if you do, if you would like to see me, not so much small towns coming up. I would say larger towns, uh, cities. I'm going to put it out there, cities. Next show is in Gosford. My first time in Gosford, November 25th at Drifter's Wharf. Then I'm at the Comics Lounge in Melbourne, my biggest ever tour show. Uh, still some tickets available for that, the Comics Lounge in Melbourne on the 27th of November. Then December 2nd, Wollongong Side Door Theatre. December 3rd, Smith's Alternative in Canberra. Already sold out a show there earlier in the year. This one's looking like it's going the same way before the big comedy special filming at the Metro Theatre in Sydney on December 5th, a Monday night. So you really don't have anything else on. I'm just competing with inertia for that one. That's just essentially people being like, I don't want to do anything. I don't have anything better to do. I just have nothing. The preference of nothing. Uh, that's at 7 p.m. and 9 p.m. Uh, it's a show that I've been taking around the country as part of the White and Wrong Tour. I never get to call it the White and Wrong Tour. It's fucking annoying because uh, Facebook... And all advertising services assume when you put the word white in a tour promotion uh, in some kind of public speaking event that you are some kind of white supremacist, uh, which, you know, proves their algorithm works. Just kidding. Um, but yeah, I, I never get to call that. I think it's a good name for a tour. I think white and wrong is a fun thing to go around the country under that banner. Um, but yeah, I never get to call it that. It's just on the t-shirts. That's pretty much the only place. You can buy a t-shirt. It says white and wrong on there. And I assume most people are just kind of like, oh, is that, is that what it is? I just thought it was generic Australian tour. But yes, those are the tour dates. Uh, they're on my website, www.danielmuggleton.com.au. You can get tickets to those. I would love to see you there because, uh, you know, live is my favorite. Being in the room is my absolute favorite. Uh, and if you can't get there, if you're listening to this overseas, um, obviously, the filming of it on the 5th of December at the Metro Theatre means it will be available for public consumption at some point. Multiple cameras. We're doing a whole thing. I'm very excited um, because for the first time in my comedy career, we've actually planned it. I've, I've filmed some stuff before. It's always been a bit of a rush. This one, you know, we've sat down, we've figured it out, and I think it's going to be great. And I think uh, you'll enjoy seeing it wherever it ends up being. Um, beyond that, this episode, I already mentioned, I'm talking to Dane Simpson. Uh, love Dane Simpson, very good friend of mine, talking about those small towns because he continues to live in a small town despite being successful enough to leave. <laughs> that's, the, that's the baffling thing for me. I'm like, Dane, you don't need to... It's okay, baby, you made it. You made it out. You don't need to live like this anymore. But before we get into my chat with Dane Simpson, it's time to kick off the goddamn episode with the Daniel Muggleton podcast official theme song. The first of many times you're going to hear it. It's by a Tasmanian band. They are mates of mine. You're going to dig it. It's called Hits of the Summer. The band is also called Verticoli. <laughs> Can you tell I'm not a radio guy? Introduce the track. Don't even mention the fucking name of the band. I apologize. Verticoli, Hits of the Summer. That's the song. You're going to keep hearing it. I dig it. Uh, they just put their own album out. Uh, they're independent as well. And as you guys probably have realized, I like independent artists. Now, before we get into Dane, we get into Dane real soon, but he actually reminded me because he is in India right now, uh, and I just attended my first ever Indian wedding. That's that's a segue. Yeah, nice segue, right? Smooth, smooth as that, sm smooth as smooth as that enunciation. So, 
Uh, I went to my first ever Indian wedding um, as a as a as a colonizer. <laughs> Not that I went to the Indian wedding as a colonizer. It's just like you know, I come from a long line of colonizers. So when we see other cultures, it's like, hey, we should watch that again, but in English. Are subtitles available? Right? That's what we do. Uh, but no, it was it was it was really cool. It was it was nice. Um, I've only ever been to Christian weddings in the past. I'm a, I'm a good Catholic boy. Uh, I know the difference between a Catholic wedding and a, and a Protestant or the wrong one uh, wedding in that the Catholic ones are just way longer. That's it. That's pretty much the only difference. I've also been to fucking new age weddings with celebrants, uh, which is obviously uh, a disgrace and everyone's going straight to hell. But this is my first Indian wedding. It was a very good friend of mine, a very close friend of mine from uni. Um, he, he is the Indian half of the wedding. His, his uh, fiance, soon to be uh, wife, is not Indian. So they're kind of doing a twofer. Uh, last night was the Sangeet, which was the kind of Indian side of the wedding. Uh, the MC really took time to explain what the translation of Sangeet is. And I have forgotten. <laughs> I have forgotten. I think it's music or dance it's, or, or sing. It's something in that realm, like basically kind of just the, it, it's from what I could tell based on my limited interactions with the Sandgate, i.e. last night and that's it. Um, it is, it is a dance. It's kind of how the families get together. Uh, the, the groom's family and the bride's family exchange gifts and then they kind of do like a dance recital. Cause it's not like they all like kind of just for people who've only been to uh, Christian slash white weddings, uh, such as me, um, where, where there is dancing, obviously, uh, Dara Braithwaite's Horses, the Grease Megamix, all the classics um, for wedding dancers. And it all kind of happens after there's vows and dinner and speeches. And there's like the first dance. And the, the first dance is usually with the bride's fa- the bride and the bride's father, I think. Is that the first one? Or is it the, the bride and groom open the, the bride and groom open the dance floor? The, the bride's father kind of cuts in at some point later. He walks down the... Fuck, I've been to them. Why do I not know <laughs> in any definitive way what my culture is? Anyway, so that's, that's how I've always seen it. Whereas this isn't that. This isn't like two people dancing and then everybody joins in. There was that later, but this was like the, the bride's family, like their aunties would kind of do a dance... Um, like the aunties from that family would do a dance and the aunties from like the groom's family would do a dance. Then like the uncles would do a dance and the other uncles would do a dance and they kind of do like a mixed kind of like, you know, 10 p.m. at the at the year nine dance. Like, you know, we're doing intergender now. Like we're, we're mixing um, like a modern swimming relay, a little bit mixed. Uh, and then there was kind of like the bridal, not the bridal parties, but kind of like the siblings. Like it kind of went in descending age order, kind of like the reverse of a regular kind of dance recital with children, you know, where they start with like the four-year-olds and they kind of get up to like the 16, 18, whatever. And there's like just a a smattering of uh, adults in there who picked up tap a little bit too late to be good at it. Uh, That comment may get me in trouble if my wife listens to this podcast because early on in our relationship, I did see her dance at a children's dance recital. Uh, It was pretty incredible to be honest because she didn't want me to come And I was like, if you think I'm going to miss you doing a dance alongside children that aren't related to you in any way, you're out of your fucking mind. (laughs) So it was at my old university and I went in and I was like, excuse me, I'd like to watch the dance Uh, as as just a lone man with a moustache, clearly not attached to any children. It was very creepy in hindsight, but they were like, yeah, the, the price for a ticket is like $79. And I was like, that is triple what I charge, like more than double, not quite triple, what I charge as like a professional stand-up comedian. That is crazy. Like parents, man, they just get rinsed. It's like those fucking chairs at weddings. God, they cost a lot. Anyway, um, she was like 79 bucks. And I was like, even to watch my wife do this, that is not worth it. But I went to the university and the, I knew the theater. So I kind of just went upstairs and watched it on my own in like the mezzanine um, which is so much creepier. So like I wanted to see the dance. I didn't specify that my wife was dancing and then I didn't pay for a ticket and snuck up to a place where no one else was to watch it. That might be the most pedophilia adjacent I've ever been 
you know, outside outside of attending uh, Catholic functions as a youth. <laughs> That's more of like a literal thing as opposed to a figurative thing. Anyway, so. Um, that's why I know what dance recitals are. Uh, and that's how I know the general age order. But this went down. This went eldest to youngest at the Sandgate. And then, I mean, I got to say the highlight for me was my, my friend, he's, uh, he moved to Australia when I think he was like 16. Um, and basically his fiance was kind of the fish out of water. If you were, if you were casting it as a movie, like he's the Indian guy. He understands the culture. She's not Indian. She's you know getting getting uh, sassed by like you know the the mother of the groom and the the sister-in-laws and all that kind of business. It's not that at all. It's real life. Everyone got on great and everyone was pumped to be there. Uh, but basically, she had to do dances with her family and they absolutely crushed it. Like they did so well. And then it was like my friend's turn to go up and do his dance because it's kind of like you're taking turns, right? So he went up with uh, the other male members of his family and they kind of did a flying V formation, like the Mighty Ducks, right? And he was at the front of the flying V and I was like, holy shit, Rohit is going to bust out some sweet moves. I don't think I've ever seen him dance before, but you know, clearly he's been shielding this from me because uh, it's part of his culture. This is going to be sick because his, his fiance has just absolutely crushed it. And then he, man, just didn't, get a single move <laughs> just fish out of water he had no one to look at because he was at the front he kept kind of turning to swivel to be like what are they doing now like he just didn't know any of the steps in any kind of order you've never you've never seen anyone just like phone like i don't know if he phoned it in he told me after that they'd agreed to do a different dance and then he was ready for that one but then I noticed that his sister realized that he was failing and she ran around the dance floor to get to like a corner near him. And she started doing like the dance moves in order, real small, kind of like a stage mum. You know, like just imagine like the stage mum at the foot of the stage, like the four-year-old's up there just kind of staring at the lights, like, whoa, they're bright. And then like the mum's there being like, no, 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 it's time for turn, turn. And now she's doing the turn, like she's doing the moves. And so the sister knew them. So I assume Rohit just fucking just was like, ah, I'll, I'll get it. You know, it's my, it's my thing. I'll be fine. And he absolutely flubbed it. And then like, just to rub it in, um, his fiance, well, it's, it's not his wife. No, there were no vows. So the, the, the vows are on uh, Saturday when they, they do the kind of Christian style, Western style wedding. Um, so it's his fiance. She'd been practicing in secret for like months, like this kind of traditional dance. And she did it solo for like seven minutes until like Rohit's little sister joined and like her sister joined. And like, man, like you've just, I've never seen anyone get like out Indian before <laughs> at like their Indian wedding, you know, like he was just, so far outshone. Like you should have seen his aunties just fucking going off when his fiance was just crushing her dance. Like, and there's like seven minutes, like seven minutes, five of it completely unaccompanied. It was one of the most badass things I've ever seen in my life. It was so cool. Um, and yeah, like, oh, anyway, very fun. Um, but the thing I wanted to talk about was that uh, I, I wore a curter to the, to the wedding which is uh, basically like a long shirt. I think you'd call it like, kind of like a long dress shirt. Um, Rohit told me ahead of time, he was like, hey, um, this is what, you know, it's kind of respectful to wear. If you'd like to do so, you're more than welcome to come uh, in your white clothes. And obviously I was like, wait, permission to culturally appropriate? Fucking sign me up, boy. Um, no, but I, I was like, hey, my, my wife kind of got involved. She was like with the saris and like the other friends of ours were like, hey, let's do it. Like there was definitely pressure kind of apparently from Rohit's family, I think they were just kind of like, hey, it'd be cool if you guys did this, you know? Well, like, hey, we're happy. Like she learned a fucking dance. We can, we can dress up, you know? Um, so I had to go buy um, a curter. And it's funny because like they were on ASOS. Like if I had like any kind of forethought and planning, I could have just ordered it from ASOS. I never think that like ASOS, like those big kind of online clothing stores, like those kind of clothing aggregators for lack of a better word, like I never thought that they uh, kind of had foreign clothes, but of course they do. It's just like on Netflix, like 
even though I'm in Australia, even though I'm on Australian Netflix, if I get if I go through, like if I scroll through and look for it, like I can see stuff from other countries. It's just that the algorithm is like, bro, not for you. Would you like another pair of New Balance? <laughs> like they get it, they get it. So anyway, I I fucked it. I left it. I left it too late. But I was pretty confident um, because you know Sydney. It's a multicultural place, despite what you might have heard. I was pretty sure that I could get a Curta in store quickly with a little bit of research. And by a little bit of research, I mean typing Curta into Google and hoping for the best. And fuck me, did it go well? Like my wife went with the friends like the weekend before. She's like, what are you going to do? What are you going to do? What are you going to do? Stressing about it. And I'm like, I'll be right. And she's like, no, you won't. This is going to blow up in your face. And I put it into Google the day of the wedding. The day of the wedding, I was like, it's time to hook myself up with a curter. I found a store half an hour west of where I live. If you guys are from Sydney, you'll understand that. Uh, basically, if you want to experience any other cultures in Sydney, head west. <laughs> head west. You will find them eventually. Um, the further east you head, the wider it gets. I think, I think that's fair. I think that's fair. Uh, so, headed off. Got in and uh, it was like a kind of a shopping center that I'd never been to before. Um, and the, the store itself was kind of on the ground level of a building that also doubled as like an, a technical college. That was, that was kind of the vibe. And it was like in the corner and I walked into the store and nothing in the store seemed to be for men. It definitely seemed to be like mostly saris and then like other outfits for children. And I was like, oh no. Have I proved my wife right here? But then I spoke to the lady and she's like, no, 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 they're in the back. And like this, this store, like bright colors, everything around the wall, fantastic. We go into the back room <laughs> where there is not a single item of clothing on display. And she's like, this is the men's section. And I was like, what? And it was just a cupboard in the corner, like a white Ikea cupboard with like the doors closed and all the curtains and stuff were just in there. And she measured me and then she pointed at a shelf and she's like, that's your shelf. And I was like, cool. And then she's like, actually, what kind of wedding is it? Now, I like, I said I was there for a curta. I assumed curtains were just kind of part of Indian weddings. So I didn't want to say an Indian wedding. You know, like I think as, as, a, as a white person, there's always a great fear that you prove how white you are in any given social situation. You know, it's like when you go to a restaurant, like, like I, don't, I don't know anyone in my age group who would ever ask for like a spoon or a fork at an Asian restaurant. Like they'll go with the chopsticks. They'll die on that hill. Even if they're not that fluent with them, they'll give them a bash, right? Whereas like, I've been eating with Asian maids. They're like, yeah, give me a spoon. I can't be like, whatever. I'm just, I'm eating rice. It's fine. But like, we're just like, hey, 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 no, we get it. <laughs> we just, we want to be one of the good ones. That's, that's our, that's our great hope. So she's like, what kind of wedding is it? And I was like, oh God, I don't want to say Indian. So I was just like, uh, first, <laughs> it's pretty, pretty sure it's their first wedding. And she's like, no, no, no. Do you mean like Indian, Nepalese? And I'm like, oh, Indian. Yeah, that's the one. Got it. Got it in one. Uh, so she showed me to the Kurta. Uh, got, got my, I was going to, I was going to go in red. Cause obviously you guys have probably seen me before. You know that I wear a lot of red. Uh, but I, I ended up with the green. It was pretty sick, I got to say. And then I was like, oh, do they, they come with pants? And she's like, yes. And I'm like, should I try the pants on too? And she said, no, they'll fit. And I was like, what do you mean? And she showed me and like the waistband on these pants, like if, if we're talking, you know, general male sizing, I'm thinking 5XL, 6XL. Like I think you could have got two of me through that waistband like if i had a conjoined twin at the like these pants would have been sufficient to get around there uh and i was like oh should i not get a smaller size then and she's like no 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 then you like put them on and like the lower bit is quite grippy um and then like the upper drawstring is just massive like you got to tie this thing and i swear there's like 50 centimeters of drawstring on each side like that's how much it kind of goes in or goes out one size fits all we ain't fucking around with manufacturing different sizes of pant. Rate that. Very strong. Uh, but so I got, I got home and my wife was like, so 
what are you going to wear to this wedding? And I'm like, what are you talking about? I got a curter. It's all sorted. She's like, and pants. And I'm like, yeah, it was included. It cost me the exact same amount <laughs> to buy my curter on the day that she paid to rent a sari for a day that just like return and all that shit. And I, I got this thing at 2.30. Like, I think I paid for it maybe like 2.41. The wedding was at 7 p.m. that night. And she was furious. She was furious because, A, I fucking rocked it. Like, I was looking hot in this curtain. I was doing well. And the other thing is she's like, you always fucking do this. It's excruciating. You design, <laughs> you design everything to put yourself in the greatest possible position to fail with absolutely no chance for a plan B because that's how late you've left it. But it always just kind of works out. And I was like, look, you say that, but remember, I got so drunk that I missed my flight the next day out of Perth and that cost me $700 and I had to spend that time in Perth, you know? Swings and roundabouts. But fuck me, I will say, as a married person, one of the absolute great joys in life is when you annoy your partner by doing something right. <laughs> like when you annoy them by doing something wrong, you feel like you feel a bit of guilt, you know, you feel like you've done something bad, but when it's just like, hey, you know how everything worked out and that drives me fucking insane? Oh, feels good. Feels so good. Uh, oh, yeah, the one, the one other funny thing was when I rocked up, uh, I rocked up to the wedding and one of the dudes uh, there had a very similar like curter to me and I was like, hey, man, check us out. Go on one of the curters, thinking like I've, I've blended in like a champion. And then... He's like, oh, did you go to Auburn as well? <laughs> we went to the exact same store. I think a large percentage of people at that wedding had made the exact same play as me and been like, need a curter, chuck it in Google, do the old equation, Google review on one line, one line going up, distance from my house, the other line going up, where those things intersect, that's where we will be buying our curter. <laughs> regardless of the offering. We're going to pull the trigger. We're going to get it done. Uh, so I reckon that store in Auburn did pretty well. Did pretty well off the Sangeet uh, last night. Anyway, I just want to talk about that because it was interesting because like, I feel like, I don't know. I feel like there's a lot of there's a lot of times where you're just like, I was definitely like, oh man, are you sure that you want me to wear this? Like you feel like you're being disrespectful somehow. And he's like, nah, like this is, this is how everyone else is going to look. Like you may, like it's part of that. Like it's, this is part of my culture. Like you're kind of coming in and trying to be a part of it. And it was a, it was a cool thing. It was just the getting there and getting out that was interesting. Cause you know, there's just like four of us, like a bunch of white people just walking around in like full on like Indian attire and just all these other like guilty white hipsters looking at us being like, you fucking pieces of shit. How dare you? How dare you do that? And I'm like, you motherfuckers have never even been to Auburn. Shut the fuck up. Um, anyway, that's that. That was great. It was very cool to kind of see like, you know, just the different ways that people celebrate that moment. Because I think the one thing that never kind of gets talked about with weddings is like, you know, the food and the speeches and all that. It is, you know, at its core, an economic arrangement. Just kidding. It's at its core, <laughs> the public joining together of like two families and you kind of admitting this love that you have for each other to each other. And like, you know, with us, it's the, it's the speech and it's the vows. Uh, whereas with this, it was like, hey, like we're going to physically get together and learn this dance and like participate in this thing publicly as like this new kind of family unit. And it was really cool. It was really nice. I think, I think, I'm, a, I think I'm a sucker. I think I'm a sucker for a bit of public showings of affection um, because the way I was raised, they were not so public um, that kind of sounded like more sincere and intense than I intended it to. <laughs> no, I'm just saying like, we're just very repressed people. You know, you get, you get hammered at your wedding. Your dad gives you a hug and you're like, Hey, that'll, that'll do me for the next decade. Why not? Uh, so, 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 uh, we're about to chat to Dane Simpson. Uh, if you're unfamiliar with Dane, he's an Australian, uh, comedian He's a very good friend of mine. Um, and he's absolutely killing it. You've probably seen him on all mainstream forms of media. This motherfucker's all over TV, all over radio. Uh, and if you've seen my joke about pointing at an indigenous flag 
while nudging my indigenous mate in a car <laughs> and making a goddamn fool of myself. That is absolutely about Dane Simpson. Uh, he's one of my really good mates and I was excited to talk to him about living in a small town because I'll tell you one place where you probably can't source a curter in five hours, that would be Wagga Wagga. And as Dane lives in Wagga Wagga and is the king of the Riverina, colloquially, colloquially, see, I can talk, I can do it. Uh, I thought I'd ask him about that. Hope you enjoy it. There'll probably be some kind of music yeah. playing and then fading, I reckon. It's, I don't know if you've seen that before. I haven't seen it in a podcast. But <laughs> I, I, <laughs> I don't know if you've seen that. Mate, I could really show on my inexperience early. Being like, I don't know if you've copped a look at that. Oh, you mean the audio waves, Dan? Uh, the audio waves uh, interpreted orally, not optometrically? Oh. Visually. Oh. Visually. There That's what go. I'm looking for. Uh, Dane Simpson, um, yeah. friend of mine, one of three people that I enjoy in the country of Australia. Good I'm, to see you. I'm, oh, thank you. And also one of three. One of three. Don't make me name the other two. I, I, I want to hear Because them. I'm going to struggle. <laughs> 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 That's kind of where I'm at. Yeah. Um, but no, welcome. Thanks for being here. You're the first guest on this podcast. Yeah. Um, and I want to talk to you about small towns. That's what I want to do. That's why Fantastic. I, like, I, I really thought it through. Yeah. I've been in Tasmania. I've been up and down doing the tour thing. What's, what's the name of this podcast? Oh, the Daniel Muggleton podcast. Like that, I, that's <laughs> it. That's all we kick it off. No with. efforts being put in. Like Brilliant. Low effort submission. You know, yeah. you know, that's what it should be called, to be fair. Just low yeah. effort submission. Everyone's <laughs> like, we're listening to that. Are you sure? Yeah. This great. Is like just like all my uni assignments, thought of it the night before, fucking yeah. banged it out, and we'll hope for the best. I, I'm I'm surprised if you have started recording. Like, I, I have. Yeah. Dude, this is this is it. This Brilliant. is like have you not noticed that my demeanor has changed significantly? <laughs> I've slouched down further in my yeah, chair. I've laughed at things I, that are not that good. You're relaxed, baby. <laughs> um, well, no, you're, you're about to go to India. About to go to India. On a, on a stand-up tour. Speaking of small towns. Yeah, I was going to say the opposite yeah. of a small town. <laughs> a big country. Yeah, massive country. I, what I find weird is like where they give us a little bit of a list of, of where we're going to and there's a couple of comedy clubs and it said capacity 40 people and I'm like, what? what? That's India. Like, that's a car, surely. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> that is a very empty train carriage. <laughs> 40. So 40, like 40. Yeah, I don't know. And I'm, they're flying you all the way over there to hit 40 people. I think, so what we're doing is we're going to kick off with a couple of comedy clubs to run in material. I'd, I've never been to India before. Mm -hmm. uh, I don't know what kind of jokes are going to work. Do they have snakes and ladders at the board game? I, I mean, the, the, did you know this? Um 80% of snake bites in the world occur yeah. in India. Can't oh. speak for ladders, though. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I didn't know this. That's true. Like, um, I, apparently, I, I, this was a, um, another point. Okay. That snakes actually don't find flutes very charming. <laughs> well, that's, that's the other thing. Like, I, I can sort of understand it, but yeah. I don't put, in Australia, we don't put snakes in baskets and shake them up. And no. Piss them off. No, no, no. We, we use them to descend <laughs> from higher <laughs> levels. Can I, I tell you that um, my, so my, I did first aid when I was like oh, coming out of high school. Yeah. And I remember the dude's name because it was John Smith, right? That uh, was teaching first was aid. teaching first aid. First, first Nations aid. Uh, first, <laughs> well, that, and he clearly took, because I, I had a job at the, uh, at the Aboriginal Medical Centre. And Fuck, I was spot on there with First were. Nations Aid. That's Absolutely. so funny. And also, why isn't that the name of the place? Right? Like, that's badass. Dude, I'm here. I'm here to, like, I don't know if you've heard this, but white people are here to help indigenous people <laughs> name things. <laughs> I, I love the idea, too, that this guy started off, like, the, who was naming things, platypus, like, at the start of the day. But at the end of the day, when he's saying green tree frog, you're like, <laughs> all right, he's over it. <laughs> He's had a long day. He's, he's, he's used to England with like three species. And he's like, yeah, badger. That's pretty good, right? Let's fucking do that again. Um, so that's so funny. Yeah. Anyway. Um, yeah. So we're, uh, we're at this place where I'm learning first aid. And this mm. guy just turned, because there was only two of us from the Aboriginal Medical Centre. And the rest were from mainstream places, I'm assuming. Okay. Uh, and he just... Did you just Mainstream? Mainstream, you know. Other like hospitals? <laughs> other, <laughs> other, other like than black Doctors practicing? 
you know, mainstream health. You people come in all different shapes and sizes and colors. All right. <laughs> you Sorry, people. Just, <laughs> you people. The most diverse use of you people ever. Um, no, that's just so funny. The idea that like, you know, it's like you think you hear like Chinese medicine or like alternative therapy. Yeah. Whereas that may be like, hey, you know, penicillin? Yeah. That's mainstream, mainstream. bro. No, nah, you don't want to. <laughs> you don't want to go the mainstream. food fighters of medicine. <laughs> the Beatles. Yeah, fuck yeah. That's so funny. Um, uh, Yeah. So, And this guy just turned and he just goes, so... Why won't you teach us about snake bites? Like, obviously, traditional Aboriginal people have a cure for snake bites. So, I don't know why you won't just share it with the Western world. Like, he just turned. He Wait, literally John just, Smith, the John instructor, Smith. John yeah. Smith. I'm yeah. like, dude, you dated Pocahontas. Why did you just turn? <laughs> when they track that guy down, I mean, he can't be hard to find. <laughs> He's going to cop an earful. It was so weird. When like, the instructor at a first aid course yeah. pointed the two indigenous people there <laughs> and were like, why haven't... Why are you holding secrets? <laughs> Anti-venom is insufficient. <laughs> and I obviously, I was like on the back foot and I didn't mean to make a fool out of him, mm. but I was like, oh, my dad told me and all ears were pinned to me. Of course. And I'm like, he said, don't get bit. And everyone lost their mind laughing, <laughs> except for John Smith. Yeah, John Smith is, is, is jaded, you know. He's <laughs> running the first aid course, keeps getting people through from First Nations medicine and no one will tell him about the snake bites. <laughs> John Smith has lost half his family to the red belly black snake. I think you know? so, bro. Like the way that this oh. guy turned, I'm like, oh, you're on a Rambo mission. Dude, to that's, so, that's such a funny thing to <laughs> accuse Indigenous people of. Yeah. It's like, clearly you've got experience with snakes. <laughs> We're suffering out here. How yeah. do you do it? I, I told dad that I said that and he laughed and he went, snakes, the same as knives, you stay away from the pointy end. And I'm like, that's funny. <laughs> that's so funny. Classic Bo Simpson. Yeah. Just one of the greats. <laughs> oh, man. So, wait, so yeah, that, that, that's a good that's a good starting point. Where does Bo live? Because you're, you're from yeah. two small towns. Well, yeah, dad, dad lives in Walgett. Uh, Walgett is like, so it's out back in New South Wales. He's there at the moment, so yeah. uh, depending on when you're listening to this, but it's he's flooded in. Uh, oh, is it, has it got the floods at the moment? All yeah, the floods, right. and, and like to the north and to the south, um, that, that road leading anywhere, realistically, yeah. um, through the town. So he can't, he can't get out, um, which is a, a great thing for me. <laughs> He's stuck there. Fin finally, you're not afraid of the pop-in. Yeah. <laughs> I can I can do my shows in peace just yeah. knowing he's not going to be That's there. That's so fun. Does he spring it on you? I assumed he yeah. kind of made, because Bo makes an entrance. Like, obviously, I remember your wedding. Like, he make, yeah. the, the man makes an entrance. He, he walked down the aisle. He makes an at entrance. At your wedding. Yeah, he walked down the aisle between. Not planned. Unplanned. Unplanned. Unfortunately, not flooded in at that time. He, he had beers. <laughs> <laughs> I love the idea too is that like he, so he had like five or six beers in between his fingers not in a six pack in between his fingers yeah because the first time he told me this story I'm like he's carrying a six pack of beers using yeah. a cardboard handle no incorrect incorrect free range beers free range <laughs> In between the fingers, Edward Beerheads sort of deal. <laughs> so good. Um, and then when my mum turned and gave him like this chilling look, yeah. he started handing the beers out to people to share the blame as to why. <laughs> it wasn't just like, oh, she thinks I'm being ungenerous. Yeah. I should hand these out. He's like, he's in trouble with me. He's in trouble with me. Whoever takes a beer, also you have to deal with my mum. <laughs> So wait, so what's the population of Walgett? Give me... Uh, 2,300. 2,300? Yeah. Wow, uh, it's a postcode. It's what it says on the sign. It is a postcode. Yeah. Um, it, it's what it says on the sign. If you go into town, it's not that many, but I, sure. I suppose it's the Walgett Shire. So there's there's a lot of farms and stuff that are around that area. All right. And and like out of that 2,300, because this, this is the thing like, you know, I'm, I'm from Sydney. I've lived in London. I've lived yeah. in Berlin. Like those are the, the ones. Massive. So Berlin's the smallest and that's about 4 million. Four million. That's the smallest city like that I've ever like resided in. Wow. And what's what uh, and London would be the most? Yeah, London apparently it's like 8 that goes up to about like 12 14. Wow, like during it, the day because everyone commutes in. It's like it's one oh. of those things that swells during the day and then it goes That's crazy. Yeah. It swells in millions. Yeah. That's like nuts. I didn't I couldn't I I, I didn't understand that cuz like I'm I'm a comedian obviously so I'm not up. Yeah. Like when it's commuter time. Yep. 
but occasionally I have to get planes. And like, there's like an army of people walking from like London Bridge Station, which is one of the commuter stations, just up into the financial district. Wow. But I mean, like, you know, three abreast, like just like basically like a march. Yeah. Like that's the, the uh, level of density of people. That's crazy. Yeah. Okay. Because they, they all can't afford to live there. So they live like in a oh. two-hour w- ring around London then commute in for work and then come out. Yep. I mean, obviously, I assume post-COVID, it's all changed because everyone works from home and, yeah. you know, is, is sad. But, uh, <laughs> the, the white mecca is... <laughs> the white mecca. It's not the wailing wall. It's just like the train platform with the delay. <laughs> ah, fuck. It's... <laughs> Wow, I've no, I had no idea of that. That's crazy. And so, what, and what's Sydney? Sydney's seven. Million. I think Sydney's five. I think. Okay. It, it seems. I swear, like what people say the population is, and then if yep. you were to look that up online, it's never that. No. It's always lower. Yeah. And it's like I just don't understand. Like, are we all wrong, or is every website in terms of population wrong? Yeah, I think that they uh, account for. You know, when you were um, the people don't fill in the the actual. Forms, oh yeah, the census, the census. Yeah. Um, so then I think people just go, nah, I know, I know. This. I've just got a rough. It's like, nah, this, I know that the census says this, but when I've, I was downtown, I've seen them. There was seventy five thousand in Wagga. <laughs> I counted them. I counted. <laughs> I was checking. I was. I was just. I was just Saturday night, just walking down, <laughs> walking out. Fuck, what's the street? Bay, Bay? No, what's the street? The main street of yeah, Wagga? Bayless. Bayless. Yeah. Yep. See, I'm. I'm You're up there. in Wagga. Yep. I've been to Wagga a few times. So okay. So that's because that's the thing. So Walgut, that's a small town. Walgut's very However small. you cut it. You could walk down the main street. Yeah. There's a main street. That's that's a dead giveaway. <laughs> <laughs> um, and then you could walk down. You could walk up and down it within 10 minutes. Up right. and down. Up and down. And it's a main street, not even a main road. Like no. it hasn't quite hit road level yet. Yeah. And like there's no traffic lights. None. Not Not one. Okay. Um, there was. A, is there a roundabout? Have you got one of them in yet? There, there's a roundabout there. It's a Great. with a monument on it, like a, a war memorial monument to to you, to to me. <laughs> <laughs> when I fought in the war, <laughs> the great comedy wars, the great comedy wars. Um, and then that got knocked over like last year, two years ago, by a truck. Um, and that like it was a marble war memorial statue. Whoa! And yeah. a truck just went straight through it. Trucky, yeah. Oh He's no! Hit it. So. I thought that there'd be a lot more stink kicked up over that, but they seem to just go, oh, you know, like he, he, he needs to just watch where he's going, but that's all right. Like his insurance will pay for it, so that'll be okay. And I'm like, oh, if a black fella did this, he'd be furious. <laughs> <laughs> so it was a white truck driver? It's got to be. I, I'm, I'm just assuming. <laughs> like, I don't know for sure, but based on the response. He didn't get yeah. in trouble. So it's, yeah. Oh, that does sound like us. <laughs> um, in, in in fairness, yeah, we're, yeah. We're, we're allowed to ruin mourning. Just destroy it. Yeah. <laughs> Destroying like a, a thing that people just care about from the past. Yeah, just like ah, nah, not anymore. You know, no, we're we're over it. We had to check for minerals under it. <laughs> <laughs> were there any? <laughs> Let me know. It sounds like cheap property. I'll I, buy up. I love the idea too because I was at the um I was at a little cafe that was on the side of the road and I spotted it and I was like, oh, that's missing. Yeah. And then one of the elders was like, oh yeah, they tried to glue it back together, but it's marble, you know. And I'm like, I love that they gave that a crack. Glue. Glue. Glue the war memorial thing back, back together. To Those it's, it's not Humpty Dumpty. Like it's, <laughs> it's <laughs> I just like there, just being like just, they're all being very respectful while they're doing it. You know, just no one no one's got a hat on, even though it's quite glue. hot. Just trying to get this war memorial back in. That's so funny. Yeah. Okay. So w- Wagga, proper small and like proper small. And Wagga because Wagga is considered big yep. by Australian yeah. town standards, so, or is Wagga a city? It's, it's it's a city. It's but a city. What you're doing, and I, you know, like he's one of the best comedians with a beard who's Aboriginal from Wagga. It's one of those things. Sure. When you when you keep listing things, but it is the biggest inland city in New South Wales. Yes, because because I didn't know this because Albury and Wodonga, which is just slightly like what yep. an hour two hours south. Yeah. Albury's Albury's smaller. Yeah, Wodonga's smaller, smaller, but they're right next to each other. But one's yep. in Victoria, one's in New South Wales, so like you can't <laughs> count it. So if you were if you were to tour, if you are Powderfinger, say I don't know if that dates me. If you, if you <laughs> just imagine you're in the Australian nineties slash two thousands band Powderfinger, and you're lost and running, and yep. you're picking tour dates. Yeah, and you, yeah, you want to tour, so you don't tour Wagga Wagga over Albury because uh, Wagga Wagga's bigger. You would go to Albury Wodonga 
mm-hmm. you would count that as one city. And I think that that would be combined 110,000. Okay. So, Aubrey Wodonga. So that is it. actually quite big. Yeah. Again, as far as Australian inland cities goes. Because I was just in Mount Gambier. Yeah. I don't know if you know this. Mount Gambier is South Australia's second largest really? city outside of... And fuck me, I use city loosely yeah, on that yeah. one. Outside of Adelaide. <laughs> Guess the population of Mount Gambier. Uh, um, uh, 40,000? 22. Oh, what? 22. Really? 22. And it's the second biggest city. There is nothing in South Australia. Everybody's nothing. preconceptions have been proved correct. Yeah. 22. And it's five hours away. It's Sydney to Wagga away. Did they kill them? Is that the, like the serial <laughs> they got in there? <laughs> like 22,000 living, 10,000 in barrels. That's like, <laughs> sure. <laughs> Fucking Donkey Kong down there. That's <laughs> um, <laughs> but no, like, it just, so this is the thing. So, like, Wagga, when I go to Wagga, it seems yep. like there's a population. The, yeah, it's there, happening. There, there, there's businesses. Yep. There's like multiple real estate agents. That's how you can always tell. Yeah. Like there's enough properties that we need at least two people trying yeah. to swindle. Yeah. You know? But like that said, when we, we go through Wagga Wagga, we've hung out at Wagga Wagga. Yeah. We've drunk the beers. You've told me about the two, like the crows thing isn't exactly the crows thing. It's yep. this dancing with the spirits of the people, yep. which I highly agree with. I just want to put that out there strongly. Strongly yep. on the pod. Everyone's like, it means two crows. No, fuck off, cunt. They that's like to dance. <laughs> right? That's, that's, that's Wagga. They do like to dance intoxicatedly. Everybody knows you. Yeah. Yeah. Everybody crazy. knows you. And I'm trying to figure out, is it because you're Dane Simpson, you've got a mural, you're a famous comedian, or yep. like, would that also be on top of? Here's, here's the, this is going to really answer the question. Sure. I got the mural before I became a comedian. You just got a mural, so the the mural came first. I um I became a comedian. I was I was on my very first road show mm. when they were putting up the murals. So, so Melbourne International Comedy Festival road show, kind of like up and coming comedians yeah. that the Melbourne Comedy Festival likes. Yeah, and you were on that, I was and on the town that. was like, "We need to commemorate this no. <laughs> immediately." They yeah, see that wouldn't even really make sense. So I was on my way to sort of like becoming a comedian. I was starting off my career at being a, a comic, but I was like, I was two years in to. Mm. So this would have been two thousand and seven. I think the the mural went up, and I started doing comedy in two thousand fifteen. So I did deadly funny. Right, um, wait, two thousand seven. The mural went up. 2017. 17. Sorry, sorry, sorry. I yeah, was just yeah. like, I was like, that's a set. Like, yeah. <laughs> he's graduated high school. Dave Simpson, ladies yeah, and gentlemen, yeah, yeah. he's doing great. And, um, and the reason why is because it was just purely about uh, community work. So when I was in high school, we started off like this little crew. We called ourselves the Black Sons. And we did like, we didn't Sun see it as. spelled S U N S or S O N S? S U N S. Oh, yeah. Um, just checking. Yeah, yeah. And, and we just had. Uh, like community work we we didn't see it as community work we were just having like discos for kids who just wanted to get off the streets and just have like somewhere to go and party and have Cause, fun because you, you used to DJ yeah I used to DJ which is one of my favourite things that I learned about you yeah yeah because I'm just imagining like a very kind of Michael Jordan earring situation <laughs> you are bang on actually. actually for real not, not the earring um, but quite literally baggy Chicago Bulls jacket yes um, yeah <sighs> And this is like, just for anyone who's listening to this internationally, Wagga Wagga is a country yep. Australian <laughs> town where a basketball, uh, you know, they, they are bounced. They are, oh, yeah. But yeah. Only, only by like, you know, very professional teams, like, you know, yeah. community, not... No, 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 no street ball. Like yeah. no kind of pickup. Oh, oh, yeah. No, there's no one knows. Yeah, like I think horse was just coming in. Um. <laughs> horse was just making its way. It was like, oh, from, this is a new way Victoria. to play. Why not? Let's just let's just say horse originated in Victoria in Australia. Let's create a little, you know, chronology for horse. Um, fuck yeah! And like, so you were just doing the community work. Yeah, and then and so the mural is for the community work. The, or, yeah. just, or you just known about town? Uh, a little bit of both. So the the guy, so Wagga City Council put the mural in. Um, yeah. They asked the people who owned the venues where they were painting these murals onto the back of them, wh- who would you like or what would you like put onto yours? Right. And uh, yeah, the guy that, that owned the place was like, oh, I really like Dane Simpson. Um, I've worked with him a lot on these community things and I'd, I'd love him to be on there. They rang me 
and they said they were beating around the bush and sort of like, hey, so we're doing this project. It's called Lost Lanes. We're trying to light up uh, a back lane that people don't use anymore. We don't want it to become like a, a creepy lane or like a lane that crime could be down. So they're going to put some lighting in, put some murals in. Right. Really like spice it up and then people can use the lane. So they've kind of found like the Melbourne laneway yeah. thing and been like, what if yeah. behind the main street we just kind of put and Dane we, Simpson and some lights. <laughs> they want to they want to light up a a, um, a a laneway by putting Aboriginal people on it. Like a, I don't know what you're talking about. I feel like <laughs> I don't I don't know what you're implying there. I feel like they're like <laughs> no one's going to graffiti over that. Or no. <laughs> um, uh, we just want something that's just like Tony Abbott. Is like I don't think <laughs> that's going to last. I, yeah. And so, yeah, and they 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 did this festival. Wagga is always putting on a festival. Um, okay, hundred percent. We have a that festival. seems to be just like a small town. I think yeah. Thing like yeah. every every like two weeks. Yeah, there's, there's some a, kind of we're going to close off part of this thing. Yeah, there's going to be some stalls. Like even driving down from Wagga to Albury, there was like a pig racing, like live yeah. pig racing, like kind of tea. Are they called teacup pigs? Little pigs? They yeah. I don't think they were growing. I don't think you know what I mean. I don't think they were ever going to be like a proper pig. And, and they've always got a great name. Yeah. Um, yeah, like the Porky Runners or something like that. Like yeah, it's yeah, always yeah. got something, something really funny. Yeah. Um, if, only, if only as two professional comedians we could come up with an example. Yeah. You're going to have to use your imagination. You're going to have to, to these, run with us. These <laughs> fucking thick-carved country <laughs> pub people, they're funny. They yeah. are funny. Like, and the, the dude like running the pig racing thing was funny. Like, but, yeah. man, was, solid. The country calf thing freaks me out. Whenever I go to a regional area, I'm like, these men have calves for days. Thick. <laughs> they do. Thick, powerful calves. It's weird. Yeah. Uh, I, yeah, I find that really strange. One of, one of your very good bits um, mm. about the uh, being in Sydney and, and the the guy that punches numbers. It's oh, the jacked accountant. The jacked accountant. That's a yeah, great yeah. Punching bit. numbers is great because yeah. he doesn't punch anything yeah. apart from numbers, <laughs> but he looks like he could. Yeah. <laughs> He's probably going to do like a fucking corporate <laughs> boxing event soon. You know? it's, it's a great bit, but it's an accurate bit. Like in Wagga, there's some people that are just jacked and I'm like, oh, what do you do for a living? I'm a real estate agent. I'm like, oh, you probably do need to be tough, but that's not. This is unnecessary. Yeah. But those like farmers and stuff, like that kind of like proper, like strong, like they're strong. Yeah. They're not like buff. They're yeah. just like, they're so solid. Yeah. And you just see them like lift something and then like you're kind of like, oh, I can help. And then you're just like, I can't even yeah. budget. And they're just it, like, oof. And here's the thing. They can have, they can handle one rum. <laughs> <laughs> then it gets like, a bit leery. Yeah. <laughs> then their muscles are no good. <laughs> so like, this is the thing. Cause I'm just like, you, uh, you know, you're, you're a successful comedian. Yeah. Your career is all over the world. You're just about to go to India. As yeah, we said, crazy. you go around the country all the time. At no point have you chosen to get out of Wagga Wagga. No. Um, and as someone who's lived in big places and spent minimal time in the small places, yep. that baffles me. I well, and the, the accountability that yep. you have in Wagga like if you were to commit a crime, yep. not only does everyone know exactly who you are, yep. they could be walking down a lane sometime and be like, that's the guy. That's him. That's, that's the prime suspect. Actually, I think he did it. Yeah. I, I, what you're inferring is that you live in Sydney so that you can commit crimes. Is it, realistically... Was that unclear? What I'm saying? <laughs> Wait. And, and like, sorry, here's the... Uh, here, let, me, let me reverse it. Yeah. You don't see me bomb on stage mm -hmm. because I'm well rehearsed by the time I hit Sydney or Melbourne. Sure. Uh, in that sort of context makes me appear that I'm a better comedian. Okay. So you think professionally yeah. it's actually good because you just kind of get the junk out yep. to your friends, family, yep. wife... Yep. In Wagga Wagga. Yeah. And then to you come to Sydney to impress strangers. I, I, I come to Sydney and then I do an open mic with my new material. Uh -huh. And it's already rehearsed. It's already... Yeah, you're already, you're already red hot. I'm killing it. And then people go, oh, is that the first time you've done it? And I'm like, yep. <laughs> <laughs> Prove it. <laughs> <laughs> my friend had you on Snapchat in Wagga Wagga telling this guy. <laughs> You know, so there's that. Yes, that's a good. That's a good thing. The other thing is, I find this. You're you're an exception, but mm. um, and I I feel like this is why we're good friends. But the 
I go to Melbourne, I go to Sydney, and people are just depressed. Just sad. comedians. Not during festival time. People are, like, pumped. Are we hot. talking, like, comedians specifically? You think, like, comedians <laughs> in the big cities are just a bit sad? Yeah, yeah. I love, I love that you see me as, like, an up, uplifting, happy fellow. I yep. think that's I think that's probably a rare... I, yeah. That probably, that, that's, that's testament to how much I like you. Because <laughs> when you talk to me, I'm having a great time. Yeah. And then when you go off the phone, I'm like, oh, I wonder what Dane's up to. <laughs> If I lived in Wagga Wagga, I'd know by default. But, yeah, you, that, you'd literally just go to the pub and see me. And this, this is what I mean. It's like you're just at the same pub with the same people all yeah, the time. I know them and I feel yeah. safe and it's fun, you know. And I, I here's the other thing. I can walk into any pub at any time in Wagga Wagga. You know, like there could be a lineup. It could be New Year's Eve. Yeah, you're just, just in. I just walk in. So this is Dane. And, and nobody but, in the line even cares. Everyone goes, oh, yeah, no, we know Dane. Like but like, fine. why are they lining up then? They live there too. Yeah, well, they've got to line up and and get, okay. So this happened. Um, I I walked into a pub and then I just heard from the line, "Hey, how come he gets to walk in?" And I turned around to see my wife <laughs> <laughs> yelling at the manager as to why I could just walk in. <laughs> and then and he knew Harry at the door was like, "I, you know this, but." I need to check everyone's ID because if anything happens in there, I need to, I can yeah, actually figure it out thing. on camera. Yeah, yeah I got I that. Exactly I've, I've done that. The scan. They do the, the scan. scan. Uh, if he walks in and something happens, I've got 20 people pointing going, Dane Simpson just got into a fight. <laughs> <laughs> I don't need a machine to tell me that. So you, you think you think that like familiarity is useful? Like Yeah. Yeah, it works great. And also, you know, like I'm not, I'm a menace, but I'm not like that much of a, I'm not a criminal. Not at all. Um, so. up, upstanding young citizen. Yeah. You know, got, a, got his bloody <laughs> face on a mural for doing community work. We get it, mate. Yeah. You're doing fantastic. <laughs> but no, I just like, I, I think it's more just the, like, just just the the sheer amount of hellos. Yeah. The sheer amount of <laughs> eye contact in the street. Oh, yeah. Like, like, for example, how many times have you been in the newspaper in Wagga Wagga? Oh, I, at least. I, I quite literally make the joke every every time that I'm in the newspaper that I'm like, it's not whether I'm in the newspaper, it's what page. <laughs> <laughs> this, but that's good. You like that? Yeah, I don't, I don't, yeah. People, it sells more newspapers when I'm in it. <laughs> That's why they get me because it, it ups their uh, their Facebook account yeah, yeah, clicks. Yeah. So they they I could be doing the stupidest of stupid things, and they're like, "This is gonna get clicks." We'll give this some coverage. We'll get day, uh, <laughs> and that works great because we have the Riverina Comedy Club there once a month. Of course, so we want you're, you're using it professionally and like yeah. all that kind of stuff. And I feel like that's the other thing too, man. Is that I I, I live out there, but I I bring comics out to the country. So that we can we can experience stuff that I didn't get to experience when I was sort of growing up. Um, we have comedians like yourself come out. Yeah, and I mean, Steve. Steve came over from when yeah. he the US. Like well, he did that the show. was phenomenal. Like just because I was like, you got to come, got to come down, and hang out with Dan. Yeah, and he's like such a cool, cool yeah. guy. Um, so you're like kind of bringing it back to them. I, I, it's more like it's not so much from the comedy perspective, I guess. It's just like from that personal yep. perspective. Like if if you like, and again, not saying you do. Not saying you ever have. If you have like a sexually transmitted infection <laughs> in a small, like yeah. you're going to the pharmacy, they're like, hey, Dane. And you're yep. like, hey, mate, you got the doctor. They're like, this is like, you know what yeah. I mean? Like everyone is connected. Like 100%. It's so Yes, you and this is how bang on you are. We were just overseas, so we after we finished in Edinburgh, we were touring around Europe and our bus connected up with another bus um, that was on a, another tour. And as we're getting on the bus, there was this dude in the driveway and he's like, Dane Simpson. And I'm like, <laughs> hey, man. And he's like, I'm from Wagga Wagga. And I'm like, okay, that makes sense. And then he's like, I'm on this trip with my mom. And then his mom, Eleanor, goes, oh, you, you, we know her. She's at our chemist that we go and get our medicines from. So right. You, yeah, so you bang on. You you were so right. Like if I if I do have like something embarrassing, like some kind of illness or whatever, it is it is a bit weird. But in saying that, I am from the Aboriginal community anyways, which is always going to be a small right. needed community. So it's 
So, so like, do you think the Aboriginal community itself is like kind yeah. of a small town? It's even tinier. Of its own. Yeah, interesting. And you know what? Like, in that's what makes Walgett so cool. Because I can get, I can understand somebody from Sydney goes, "There is nothing here." But when you go to the <laughs> pub and you hang, because I took Harley Breen out there yeah. last year, uh, this time last year, and we had a ball. And he's such a people person. And we were just at the pub, and Dad was just introducing us to everybody, and we're just having yeah. like the big laugh like so stupid and it's one of these places where and dad says this about me i treat walgett like a hot shower it's hard to get me there but once i'm there it's hard to get me out again like i'll just stay there <laughs> and just have a good time and yeah. the, uh, the best instance and i've told you this yarn before but there's an old mate at the at the pub yes uh there's a pig head above the the atm a pig head. A pig's Like head. a real pig? Yeah, or like real a pig. replica pig head? Like a ceramic pig head? No, no real, made of pig. Real, real One of those so fucking little racing cunts. Taxidermied. Lost. Well, he's, he's growing up now. <laughs> and he is, I think he was roughly like a ton and a half. Genuinely, wow! When he when he was killed, yeah, um, massive. The boars get huge out Walgett Way, right? And Did you say the boars get huge out yeah, Walgett? Balls. I think you said the balls get huge the out balls, Walgett Way. Balls get massive, and I was like, Jesus. well, well, in saying that, like they some some of the guys go out and kill these boars, yeah, with a knife. So the balls do get huge out at Walker Way. <laughs> <laughs> and yeah, that pigging with a knife is crazy. Pigging with a knife is like, absolutely. But this is what I mean. Ridiculous. But like. If I'm sitting at a pub, yeah. I don't want to scan the room and be like, that guy goes pigging with a knife. I don't yeah. want to know. Well, he... so there's, I just want, hey, that guy's got a stupid trucker hat on. <laughs> like that, you know? The, the guy, Lena, who did kill <laughs> this pig, right? Yes. Lena, um, Lena Smee is his name. And um, I love... He's such a funny dude. Yeah. But every time I go into the pub and I'm drawing money out and I look up at the pig and I'm like, oh, this will be funny. Hey... Unk, how did you kill that pig? And every time, yeah. he's always got a different yarn, which is <laughs> incredible. No one knows how he's killed this ton and a half pig. But the last time I seen him, quite literally, he said, oh, that one, as if there's another pig. Just head around. There. So, oh, that one. Um, there's one at the smoke machine. I, <laughs> I, um, oh, that's right. I had a gut full of OP rum that night and I went out and he charged at me. I burped on the cunt. <laughs> <laughs> it's so funny. And that, like, I love these yarns. I love these people. And you can tell through my style in comedy. Yeah. Spinning these yarns. That's where I sort of grew up. That's where, that's where I have that. Yeah, it's a storytelling thing. Yeah. You like that. Whereas, uh, yeah, the less people know about me, the better. It's yeah, quite yeah. interesting because, like, I think, yeah, it's, like, reflected in kind of who you, you know. Yeah. You, like, just seeing you interact socially with anybody. Yeah. It's like you, you do the greeting as if it's a, sm you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. As if you might see them again. Yeah, yeah. Whereas, like, I'm greeting people like, "Fuck, I hope I never make." <laughs> like the fact that you're making eye contact with me now, yeah, is upsetting. Like, <laughs> I love. It. My brother took me to a um, uh, where you smoke shisha. Oh yeah, a place here in Sydney, and this dude was peeing in the. So I went into the toilets. This dude was peeing in the toilets, like in the thing next to me, and there was a, a like a bolt on the wall. Yeah, I'm yeah. assuming it would be like connected to the plumbing or whatever. And yeah. he was a little bit intoxicated, and he pushed the bolt, thinking it was going to flush the toilet. And I lost my mind laughing. Yes. I just laughed and laughed and this guy went and washed his hands and he turned back to me and he goes, I hope I never see you. <laughs> <laughs> and we walked back out and he was seated in the table right next to me and Kurt. And I thought that that's classic Sydney. Like, yeah, it's like, ah, it's the ones you never want to see again. Yeah, keep turning up. That's, yeah. But like, I'm just, I'm trying to think. I got, I think, okay, so... How how small is the town? Like in the town, yep. are you like? Are there people like this? Is, uh, let's go Wagga because I think Wagga's so small. Yeah, it's kind of like almost just like an outlier. It's I, I, there's schools in Sydney bigger than Wagga. Yeah. So in Wagga, do you, are there people you don't know? Um. Like yeah. Are there like other people like that person? Because this is what this is what I figured out recently. Yep. Like, if you're, like, an NPC, like this is my new term for it, like yep. a non-playable character. Love it. Like a bartender. Yep. It's like, I want you to be a bartender. I don't want you to have a first name, <laughs> a last name. I don't want you to have family. I don't yep. want you to have a pet. I don't want you to have depression. I just want you to yep. be a bartender. And that's the end of your yeah. character. Yeah. 
Like, so in Wagga, do you get to have that? Like, you get to be like, that's just some guy. Yeah. That's just person at restaurant. That's service station attendant. That's, yep. you know, police officer, whatever the fuck. So, so my NPCs yes. are people who um, are just at the pub. Mm-hmm. You know, just random people. They're particularly there around that 18-year-old range. Yes. Um, and then they're, they're there. I've never really sort of interacted with them. I've never talked to them. All of the staff, I know. Because I used to work in the pubs and yeah, yeah, yeah. that type of stuff. So I do know all of the staff. And also, I, I, they're regulars. They're the people. I'm a regular at the pub. Yeah, so you're, you're in. That's, that's the thing. That's the same. Like, there's regulars here. Like, the yeah. coffee, like, the, the baristas around the corner from my house yeah. know my name and my Ooh. order. I, I kind of know their name. Yeah. Like, I've told them vague information at various <laughs> times. I hope they forget it. I hope they're polite enough yeah. to not retain anything about that. I, I also get T-shirts from... <laughs> cafes that I frequent. So, but given or like you buy, uh, to, you buy to rep because you actually do. Like, I'll, I'll tell you that you rep the Wagga thing. Yeah, like that's kind of part of who you are. I guess that's the thing. I'm just like, how can you choose to live like that when you have options? Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> it's so fun. But I, I genuinely, I think the options aren't good. Like Sydney, well, Sydney, I, so, and like oh, the money. The money, the is, expense. That yeah. is like that's the number one, surely. Yeah. What I pay to own my mortgage. Yes. I would probably afford, and I'm not even being exagger- exaggerating. Yeah. A room in a house. Like, like a, yeah, like a share house. A share house rental. Per week. So five hundred bucks. Uh no eight eight hundred a fortnight. I'm putting down. Yeah. Fuck. That is literally a. Yeah. Like a, a larger bedroom in a yep. okay share house. Yeah, four hundred bucks a week, say. Fuck. Um and I live you've have you been to my house? So never been to your house. I'm downtown. You've never, never invited me in, never, never welcomed me. <laughs> never no, you're a vampire. So you <laughs> Leave me on the doorstep, catch <laughs> catch me at evenings only. That's the thing, we're hanging out during the day. This is a fuck. This is a nightmare. Yeah. Night. It's and I uh yeah, I live downtown. Like so, from the uh, from the main street, mm. only like a block or two, um, right on the river. So it's a yeah. beautiful place, three bedroom house, um, absolutely fantastic. Like it's a, it's an amazing. Got a garage, got a, got a mm. car car park as well. Um, you got you got all the stuff, all the stuff. It's it's a beautiful place. Are there are multiple high schools in Wagga Wagga. Yeah. I think there's roughly, and I'm I'm guessing, but I think there's about 12, 14 high schools. Oh, okay, that actually is more than I thought. Yep, because like all of this spawned. From like when I was just in Tassie and I was in Hobart, which, you know, is twice, three times the size of Wagga. Okay. Yep. I'd say. Like, I think that's roughly the size of Hobart. And just like this lady in the line to get a photo with me was like, do you think that guy will take the photo? I'm like, yeah, I'm sure he will. Yeah. And she was like, Sam, can you take this photo? <laughs> and I was just like, what the f-? <laughs> Like, you shouldn't. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, I never, I never want anyone in a queue yep. to be like, hey, Dan. Yeah, yeah. Like, sir is fine. I okay. I'll go one better. In Walgett, yes. Um, they did have an Uber, and then <laughs> they did have an Uber, and then quite literally, Timmy just went, "Just ring Timmy. Don't worry about Uber," because <laughs> people just called it Timmy anyways. <laughs> <laughs> so, Are you gonna get a Timmy tonight? Yeah, it's Timmy. Dude. Timmy's, Timmy's getting you. So yeah, we'll just that yeah. that is a fucking tell for a small place, isn't it? Where you get the yeah. taxi, and then the guys like, if you want another lift, here's my mobile number. Yeah, Timmy, like, fuck. it is get a Timmy. So Timmy, Timmy gives you a lift, and then he he quite literally instead of just like charging per kilometer, blah 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 blah, he's like just twenty bucks if you want to go over to the over the levy bank, and if you do, if it's within the levy bank, ten bucks. So he just does that. He does the Uber for you. Yeah. Actually, there's a bit of there's a bit of a surge at Timmy at the moment. <laughs> it's gone up to twenty five. <laughs> Timmy surgeon. Timmy surge. Um, the would you like a Timmy comfort where Timmy doesn't talk? <laughs> the Fuck. Wagga Wagga one. I think there is there there was about two Ubers. Two Ubers. Tuba. Tuba Ubers. <laughs> and then during the weekend or race day or all that type of stuff, it, mm. it ups. There's yeah, a, there's a few more. A few people give it a bash. Yeah, Timmy. Like, Timmy drives in from Walgett. Timmy's yeah. <laughs> Timmy's in. Timmy's in. Oh, dude, dude, it's it's very like yeah. I reckon you you go by how many taxis there are because I, I think that I've counted them. There's 40, 
44. Fuck. Imagine being able to count yeah. the number of taxis. Like, this is another thing about Tassie that I remember from law school that was crazy. So this guy got like 100 in the HSC, like their equivalent of the HSC. Yeah. Whatever the fuck it is. Um, and he knew that he was getting 100. Yeah. Like when he was leaving school because he knew what other people got. <laughs> And realized and by process out. of elimination that he either got like 40 or 100. <laughs> like he actually had enough data to predict that's his standardized statewide oh. leaving school exam results. That's fan. That's, I want that guy to be in control of my sports better, Ken. <laughs> <laughs> Mate, well, look, we got we to gotta wrap this up because we're running out of time. Um, is there anything, anything you want to tell people about where to find you? Anything like that? Um, yeah, go to fucking in, in Wagga Wagga on the wall. <laughs> Just type Dane Simpson into a web page called Google yeah. and uh, go to my website or whatever. Um, yeah, like all the social medias. I tell people this, it costs nothing. So just go on, like, like it. it. And it's good stuff. Check it out. You, yeah. will, you will get like a pretty first-hand view of everything we've discussed yeah. in terms of Wagga and Walgut <laughs> and all that business. It's, it's, a, it's a very representative uh, <laughs> social media presence, I have to say. Yeah. I just, I can't, look, I, not to, you know, wrap it or whatever, but yeah, because during COVID, yep. a lot of city people were like, you know what we want to do? We're going to move to the coast. We're yeah. going to move to the country. We're yep. going to slow down. We're going to have a simple life, which is pretty condescending yeah. if you think about it. It is. And then they moved and they were like, oh no. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and then immediately moved back. Yep. And I'm just like, in this conversation, <laughs> I'm like, every now and again, I just get tricked. I just get like, yeah. look at the space. Yeah. I can afford a house. And then, nah. No. Just that thing where it's like bumping into your chemist yeah. in Europe. Yeah. Nah. Nah, that's, yeah, not for you. <laughs> and I get that. She, <laughs> she knows that I had tinier in year seven, you know? <laughs> She's just yelling out at the bus. <laughs> Dane, with, make sure you dry your feet properly at the beaches in Lisbon. You might get tinnier again. Dane, sit, I'll call your mum. Dane, I'll call her. Did you pack enough hay fever tablets, Dane? You weren't in two weeks ago. Wait, do you guys get hay fever? I didn't know. <laughs> All right, Dane Simpson, always a pleasure. Thanks, my brother. All right, that was my chat with my mate and fellow comedian, Dane Simpson. Hope you guys enjoyed it. That was the first episode of the Daniel Muggleton podcast. We did it. I've been meaning to do it for a very long time. I put it off, but here we are together. It will come out regularly. I want you to know that. Uh, I don't know when it will come out yet in terms of a day of the week. I don't know how often. I'm going to say weekly, just to hazard a guess. Uh, if you enjoyed it, I guess subscribe. It feels a bit soon. Yeah, that kind of feels like asking someone to move in after a first date. Don't don't subscribe. Just keep an eye out. You probably follow me on social media. You should follow Dane Simpson too because if you keep listening to this podcast, you will get more Dane Simpson because I bloody love his company. And this is a good excuse to get more of it. At the Dane Simpson, I think is his Instagram handle. I'm at Dan Muggleton. We're pretty close, pretty similar, uh, except geographically because he lives five hours south in Wagga and uh, I don't know why. <laughs> I don't know why. And that's, I mean, look, there's a, there's a, there is a reason why, because I just heard the seventh plane going over my house during recording this podcast. I hope you didn't hear it. Uh, Flight Path Studios, that's cool. That's where we're coming from. Goddamn Flight Path Studios, produced by The Running Joke. Running Joke Productions, that's who's responsible for this. My name's Daniel Muggleton. I will chat to you next week. Have a good one. Cheers. <laughs>